Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Special day. Um, we're having our breakfast club, which is uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be eating together. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys, I don't think you all came here for me. I think you came either for the food or for this guy. So uh, I just want to introduce uh, Scott Sober. If everyone just give Scott a hand here. So uh, so just real briefly, I just wanted to introduce, and just for those of you guys who don't know who Scott is, uh, Scott and his uh, lovely wife, Dawn Sober. Dawn, do you want to maybe stand up just so everybody can say hello? Hi, Dawn. And then there are two kids. We have Ella and Cheyenne here in the front. You guys don't have to stand up if you don't want to. Do you guys want to wave? Or do you want to go ahead and stand up? Go ahead. You want to just wave? Say hi. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Scott Sober uh, used to be actually on staff here with us at Encounter Church. Uh, he was our spiritual formation pastor. Scott has been instrumental uh, in the early days of our church. He and I would meet uh, every Wednesday, and we would have uh, lunch meetings, which would turn into usually for a couple of hours. It was such an incredible time uh, of us just uh, really from what Scripture says, iron sharpens iron. He, would, he and I would have some incredible conversations about ministry, about life, about faith, um, and we would work some too. Um, but uh, Scott was also in charge of our life group. So the beginning stages of life groups here in Encounter Church was his brainchild. And uh, so Scott uh, has had done an incredible job here. And now, last September, he and Dawn and their family moved to Melbourne, Florida to, to be, begin working with a ministry called Bridges for Peace. And uh, they were going to be coming back up here through the area. And we wanted to take a few minutes today, a perfect day for this, uh, to be able to just share a little bit about what they've been doing, and uh, and then after service or after this period of time, we're going to eat, and I encourage as many of you as possible just to connect with Dawn and Scott, hear about what's going on, catch up with them, and uh, maybe even uh, support them. So Scott, let's get started. What have you been doing, or actually, let's just say, like, why did you move to Florida? Because it's as hot as anything down there. Now, this guy loves it. Every day he's got pictures at the beach. So Scott, tell us about what it's like, first of all, living in Melbourne, Florida. What's it like down there? There we go. So thank you for having us back. It is like Absolutely. coming back to family. Um, so many faces, so many people we've done life with. Um, we, so we headed down last fall to Melbourne, Florida. Dawn and I had been working for Bridges for Peace, uh, which is a Jerusalem-based ministry. Now for her for almost 10 years, me for five. And we felt God's call to go into a more a full-time role. And as well, as much as I love the sand, the sun, the surf, and uh, that's great motivation for going down. Um, we also felt the need to be discipled and mentored by a generation before us. Um, and it, it was really hard to do that when the national offices are in Melbourne and we're here. We just felt a little bit out of the loop. And so we, we decided to take the plunge. We didn't have full-time roles at the time. Uh, we didn't have full-time jobs at the time. But we said, you know what, we feel that this is what God has called us to do, so we will go and see where we land. That's, uh, that's incredible, and that's, that's a move of faith. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever done anything like that, where you felt like God told you to get up and go somewhere. We see that actually in Scripture a few different times. 
Um, I've actually had it happen in my own life as well. And uh, when God calls, he will provide for you. I promise you. That's just a side note there. Um, okay, so you guys have been down there for almost a year now. I mean, it's coming up in September. Um, so tell us about your role at Bridges for Peace. Tell us about what Bridges for Peace does and uh, kind of like your, what, what do you guys do there? What have you been doing in, in Florida for the last almost a year? Sure. Let me first tell you what Bridges for Peace does. Bridges for Peace is a Jerusalem-based uh, Christian organization that builds bridges between Christians and Jews in Israel and around the world. And we do this through practical deeds of being the hands and feet of Jesus. Let me, let me interrupt here for a quick second. Uh, some of you might hear the word Jewish people or the word Israel, and your mind immediately goes to something like Palestine, okay? This is what we, a lot of times, particularly in the city, um, in the East End or in more urban areas, you hear on the news all about the, the issues that are going on with the Gaza Strip and the West Bank and issues that are taking place between these people. This is what we hear of all the time, okay? The reason that we're talking about this, and I don't want to steal any of your thunder, but I feel like it's important for us to understand, is that the reason that the, the Christian church cares about Israel Israel and about the Jewish people is because that's where our faith came from, okay? So if you look in the Old Testament, if you look in the book of Genesis and all throughout the Old Testament and in the Bible, it is a Jewish book, okay? Jesus was the promised Messiah of the Jewish people, and that's really the biggest distinguishing factor between the, between the Jewish people and the Christian people is that we believe the Messiah has come, the chosen one. And the Jewish people still believe that they're waiting for the Messiah, okay? But the Christian religion was not like some, like, get rid of the Jewish people, okay? In fact, the Christian people are called to support Israel in the, in, in the Jewish people's sense of the word. That doesn't mean that the state of Israel always does the right thing. In fact, we've seen all throughout Old Testament scripture, the Jewish people make tons of mistakes, but that doesn't make them any less God's people just like when we make mistakes, that makes us any less God's people. Does that make sense? So that's kind of why we're talking about the Jewish people. And this is why Bridges for Peace exists. is because we believe that the Christians are there to help the Jewish people know who the true Messiah is. Right? So, all right, let's continue. Sorry about that. So, that was a good uh, discourse there. So, the, the way that we do that, the practical deeds part, is Bridges for Peace runs two food banks out of Israel. We feed over 26,000 people a month. Um, we've helped over 54,000 people so far move back to Israel, mostly from the former Soviet Union, Argentina, places where they are suffering persecution for being Jewish at this time. Um, we work in like home repair, doing over 1,500 homes. Most of those are Holocaust survivors. We're in school districts for impoverished schools over there. Most of them are the, what they call the Ethiopian Jews that came uh, up to Israel in, I believe, uh, the late 90s. And uh, so altogether, there are 17 different outreaches in Israel. And even though our focus is the Jewish people, we do not exclude the Arab people. We have an Arab Christian outreach that helps them relocate out of places like Gaza and uh, the West Bank. Uh, because the persecution for the Arab Christians is so extensive in that area. So what kinds of, so tell us a little bit about your and Dawn's specific role here in the United States. So obviously it, for us, it kind of feels like, okay, that's happening there. What exactly is going on in the United States? What do you guys do for Bridges for Peace here in the United States? Sure. So in Israel, it's, it's very much hands-on. Outside of Israel, eight different nations, uh, our focus is education. So that's what Dawn and I do. Specifically, what I do is I'm the national events manager. So I'll do things like uh, arrange speaking tours for senior leaders nationally and internationally. 
Um, I create new presentations, uh, new uh, avenues, sort of like men and women prayer weekend, uh, leadership forums, things like that. And then I travel lately uh, a little more than often and uh, do quite a bit of speaking as well. And then we also take people to Israel uh, on a regular basis. I'll be heading back next week with young adults. Don is the national um, coordinating manager. And basically what she does is the people that I get to come to the events, it's her job to then get them plugged in and get them active in our uh, national um, network. Okay, so the idea isn't then just for the organization Bridges for Peace to be doing the ministry. The idea really is is to help all the Christians in America to to be aware of what's going on and then to find ways for the local church to be able to get connected and plugged in. So, so like there, for example, like he had just mentioned that you guys take, take people on tours. They do it for both young adults, but they also do adult uh, led tours as well uh, for us older people who can't be called young adults anymore. Um, But so tell us about the tours. What's it like? uh, And why is it important? Why can't it be important for, for young people or for anyone to visit uh, the Israel area and what, what, what good and what benefit comes out of those types of tours for people when they come back home? Oh. Are you excited about this? All right. You know, going to Israel, when, when, we, when we take these young adults, when we take anybody of any age, um, I, I, I don't just strictly call them a tour because you could go on vacation anywhere, and there are more beautiful spots in the world that I've seen than Israel. Um, I call them discipleship tours because basically you are going to encounter God in just the most real and incredible way. It will be life-changing, and it will change the way that you interact with Scripture. Everybody that I've ever gone with has a breaking point at some point somewhere in, in Israel where all of a sudden they're open with their Scripture, and they're sitting in the spot where it took place, and it becomes so real. It's almost like HDR. And... uh from that point on, when you, when you interact with scriptures, you are smelling it, and you're tasting it, and you're feeling it, and hearing it. And to, to walk the paths of Paul and of Jesus, uh, for me, the breaking point was one morning, at, I had my feet uh, in the Galilee, and the sun was coming up over the Golan Heights, and I think I had Bethel in my ears, and reading scripture, and, and the, it was like the sun was like fingers coming down the mountain and into the galley, and you were looking around, and you were seeing boats out there fishing, and to the right was Tiberias, and it, it just hit me that these were the shores that Christ walked. These are the shores that the apostles fished, and sometimes we, we become numb to the scriptures. There's stories somewhere else a long time ago they are hard to relate to, but when you can interact with them in every way, there's a real realism there that is just overpowering, and it'll never leave you the same. Well, so I've never been to Israel myself, and uh, this guy keeps trying to get me to go. And I've actually had other opportunities that never worked out. And I would love to be able to partner with you guys to to be able to go to Israel uh, sometime in, in the near future. Uh, maybe there's individuals here in the in the room with us today who feel like, you know, what, I feel like that would be great. My dad went to Israel uh, when he was a younger pastor, and he tells me the same thing. He's never forgotten this trip. And so, I mean, the purpose of us bringing you up here wasn't so we could, you know, get people to go on a trip. Um, I just 
think that's probably one of the most practical ways or elements of this for the individual. Another thing um, that, that is, is that these guys, both they mention that they're full-time, right? That they, uh, that they travel around the country speaking about this. But when they say full-time, what that really means is that they get a very small amount of money from the organization itself because most nonprofits just can't support that kind of, those kinds of salaries across the board. So they actually raise money. They raise their support themselves. So when they go places, they rely on people like you and I and churches and, and other organizations to be able to uh, support them uh, in, their, in their salary. So what we wanted to do is just let you know, we wanted to give you an opportunity. If any of you feel like, you know what, Scott and Dawn are friends of ours, or they are, uh, th- wow, what they said today just really touched my heart. I feel like God is, is speaking to me. If you are in a position or you would be interested or you feel like God is asking you to just to take a little bit of maybe your monthly amount of money and support them, perhaps even with a, with a one-time gift, I would encourage you after service today just to go find them. Go find Scott or Dawn and just tell them that you'd like to do that and they can get you connected with the best ways to do that. Um, our church today is going to be providing a small gift to them as well just to say thank you for them for coming. But we want to support their ministry. Uh, we, we don't have the time today to be able to like go into all the details. I know I mentioned a few minutes ago about, you know, how, why the church should support Israel. And that is a large pack that we, large thing that we'd need to unpack. And maybe we can talk about it another time. We'd love to have you guys back uh, in, the, in the future where maybe we can take a little bit of longer time to be able to kind of talk about that. Because we certainly don't want to offend people as well. We understand that this is a, a very tenuous situation. There's a lot to deal with in that. What, I just want to be clear. What we here are saying has nothing to do, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't have anything to do. Well, we're not talking about Palestine. We're talking about Israel. We're talking about the church's responsibility for Israel. And there are other things that we need to discuss, and we can discuss them. We're not saying anything negative about anybody else. What we want to do is address what God's word teaches us about his people. So that's all we're trying to say here, okay? Um, Is there anything else you want to share with us before we kind of finish up and eat? You know, yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked. Now that you mention it. So I would love for everyone here, before you go, to grab one of the dispatches. These are, this is an example of something we produce uh, every other month out of Jerusalem. Um, it'll, for those who have questions about what Israel is, uh, about the situation in Israel, uh, this is firsthand news from a Christian perspective. Uh, those are free for everyone. We also have connection cards. And if you would like to know more about Israel, if you would like to know more about Bridges for Peace or to stay connected, uh, we would love for you to fill one of those out and just leave it with us. If you're interested in hearing more about what Don and I do personally, uh, just write partner on the comments section and uh, we will follow up with you and talk more with you. Yeah, so let's put those at the Connection Center out in the lobby. So if you're interested that, you could find them there. Uh, can we all stand together? I want to pray for Scott and Don. Don, would you be able to come up on stage and we'd love to, to pray for you guys? I think this is, uh, I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to bring you guys out to Encounter today. Yeah, come on up, guys. Um, You know, so at Encounter Church, we believe in the power of prayer. We want to send people out. We want to be a sending church. Uh, I'll be honest, when Scott told me he was leaving, I almost cried because he's a good friend of mine and and, uh, I've had such a good time with them and love Scott and Dawn and their two beautiful children. Um, but what I, I'm going to ask you, if you feel comfable, if you just close your eyes, maybe just extend your hand to the front. It's just a sign of connection. And what we're going to do is just pray for them, that God would bless their ministry and their marriage and their family. Father, thank you for this beautiful family. Thank you for Scott and Dawn and Ella and Cheyenne and that they have given their lives to you, that they are giving everything they have to serve you, God. They're trusting you. They're relying on you. God, thank you for their excitement for your 
your word and for, for your people. Thank you that they want to share the good news with people who are hurting and lost and broken. God, I pray that you would bless their ministry, that you would bless them supernaturally, that your hand would reach out of heaven and that you would provide for them financially. You would provide for them ministry opportunities, that you would bless their family, that you would take care of their home life, that you would raise these beautiful young girls in, in your ways, that they would know you, that they would be protected, that they would uh, just that they would have such a love from their Father in heaven, and that, God, that, that you would help Scott and Dawn to be incredible parents to them. God, we're grateful for all that you have done. We pray that you'd uh, provide just traveling safety for them as they travel wherever they're going next and back home and around the country. And as Scott and maybe even Dawn, God, they go to Israel in a few weeks. God, you would protect them, that you would give them great opportunities to serve you and expand their ministry and their influence so that your people, the Israeli people, God, would know who you are and know your son, Jesus. We love you and we thank you, God. We pray you'll bless the food today. Let us have a great time sharing together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.